Welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg Tax podcast. We'll sit down with our Hill team to discuss the latest legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone, and we're excited you're here. Hi, I'm joined today by Bloomberg Tax Capitol Hill reporters Ali Versprill and Stu Basu. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. So the White House has released President Trump's 2020 budget proposal, which included a number of tax policy changes. Ali, walk us through some of those key proposals. So I think one of the biggest things that we were going to keep an eye on in this proposal was what the president said on infrastructure. That actually was a big part of his fiscal year 2019 budget proposal. Um, you know, it again is included in here. It's listed as a priority. He provides 200, about $200 billion in infrastructure spending or suggests that that's what should be spent on it. Um, but he doesn't really go into some of the financing mechanisms he'd like to see under this proposal. And, you know, it's worth noting that Congress right now has been talking about ways in which to fund an infrastructure bill and finance some of these new investments. And so it's really the White House sort of taking a step back and seeing what happens at the, the congressional level to see what they sort of come up with. A fuel tax has been thrown out there, and um, we'll have to see sort of how that shakes out. I know Andrew Grossman, who is chief tax counsel for the Ways and Means Committee, uh, Democrats has said that, you know, a fuel tax is not an easy sell, though, for Democrats or for Republicans. Uh, There are some who are adamantly opposed to it. You know, they say it's regressive, hitting poor taxpayers in rural areas the hardest. So we'll have to see what happens there. And he said he would also like the White House's support if they were to move forward with a fuel tax. So maybe that's why they've sort of left some of those details to Congress for now. There's also um, some changes in the works for the IRS. Do, would the agency be receiving any more money under this plan? Uh, yes, there are some changes. The president is requesting $11.5 billion for fiscal 2020. Uh, it's a little more than the $11.3 billion that was you know, set aside for the IRS in fiscal year 2019. The request, uh, as my colleague Robert Lee reported, um, includes uh, $290 million to kind of modernize the IRS's IT efforts. These are computer programs, software, cybersecurity, and so forth. And Ali, th- there's also a number of tax break changes proposed in the in the budget as well. Walk us through a few of those. So that's correct. So the budget um, does propose a repeal of a tax break for electric vehicles. It would also repeal some other tax perks for individuals and businesses that make investments in renewable energy or energy conservation. On top of that, the proposal calls for a federal tax credit of up to $50 billion over a decade for individuals who donate to state organizations providing private school scholarships. It's worth noting that this is an effort that's really championed by Education Secretary Betsy DeVos. It's been a concept that she's been floating around as well. So the president backing her right in in this proposal. And then last but not least, uh, the president does propose a new minimum required contribution for the premium tax credit. So just a reminder that that's a refundable credit under the Affordable Care Act. It's really designed to help make insurance, uh, health insurance premiums more affordable for middle and low income individuals. So something that he would impose some new 
new new restrictions on as well. Well, related to the budget, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin will be appearing before lawmakers later this week to talk about the budget. Stu, what are we expecting to hear from him? So um, what I'll be looking for when Mnuchin comes visiting the Hill is what questions Democrats ask him. Uh, This is his first visit to the Ways and Means for a Ways and Means Committee hearing since the Democrat took over at the beginning of the year. So questions like, you know, the fiscal deficit, the 2017 tax law, the state and local tax deduction, and possibly even President Donald Trump's tax returns. These are some questions that might be asked of him, although, you know, the hearing is to discuss the 2020 fiscal budget. Ali, also this week, the House Ways and Means Committee continues its discussion about what to do with some expired tax breaks, often referred to as extenders. Uh, who's going to be speaking and what do we expect to hear from lawmakers? So that's right. So that, that hearing will be this Tuesday, March 12th. It'll be held before the Select Revenue Measures Subcommittee on Ways and Means, which was formerly the Tax Policy Subcommittee. And, you know, this is really making good on Chairman Neal's promise or desire to hold hearings on really anything related to tax policy. You know, here we can expect, I think, more of a high-level discussion of the policy around extenders. Is this good for the business environment and for individuals that rely on this tax break to have sort of these temporary provisions that they have to, you know, keep waiting to be renewed? Like I said, so a higher policy discussion, I think, because we do have a lot of members or a lot of analysts at think tanks coming. We have Pam Olson, who is the U.S. deputy tax leader and Washington National Tax Services leader at PricewaterhouseCoopers. She's also a former assistant secretary for tax policy at Treasury. So a lot around policy, not so much, I don't think, from individual individual industry commentary kind of fighting for the tax breaks that they really like. Do we expect any movement and any chance that we might see legislation? related to extenders anytime soon. So on the Senate side, we're really seeing a push for something in the near term. Obviously, the tax filing season is um, coming up the, or the deadline is coming up in April. And so that's especially important for individuals that rely on some of these tax benefits. So Senator Chuck Grassley, who's the Senate Finance Committee chairman, has been especially vocal. Like I said, you know, Congressman or Chairman Neal and some other members of the Ways and Means Committee have talked about having a hearing first. So maybe once this hearing is finished, then maybe we have more of a door to move forward and on some of these provisions um, that expired at the end of 2017. Also worth noting that we have several that expire at the end of this year that are really important to people, including some tax breaks for craft brewers, um, for wine producers, spirits producers. And so if the provisions that di- that expired at the end of 2017 aren't renewed before the end of the filing season, maybe we see those dragged along on some le- legislation later in the year. And those retroactively extended. More to come on that. Turning to the president's tax returns, Stu, what's the latest as uh, Democrats continue to push to access the president's tax returns? I spoke with Ways and Means Chairman Richard Neal, who has the authority to ask for these tax returns. uh, And he has always said that he wants to be very careful while doing so. And his exact words to me on Friday was, this is not about trying to get to the talk shows. This is about what stands up under the magnifying glass of critical analysis. That's how he left it. But I sense there's a kind of growing urgency among some House Democrats uh, on at least making this request to Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. Lloyd Doggett, for example, Neil's colleague on Ways and Means, Democrat from Texas, told me it seems to me it should have been done yesterday. So, you know, this is a developing story and we'll keep tabs on it this week. 
I think it's also worth noting that Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, not to be outdone, uh, last week said if Chairman Neal did get access to the returns, that he would also go about requesting them, not because he necessarily wants to take that step, but uh, because he wants to have them if Ways and Means has them. So worth noting, we could see some action on the Senate side as well if Ways and Means go- moves forward with this request. The Republicans want to stay in the loop no matter what happens. I guess so. <laughs> well, I know you'll both be monitoring those in many other issues for us this week. I'd like to thank you again for joining me, Stu Basu and Ali Versprill. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day. From the nation's capital, I'm Amanda Icone.